This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we discuss African-American vernacular English. Do you speak well? Can you talk good? And does that shit even matter? Then we pay black women, get good news about marijuana, and throw some of your faves in the pit. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Okay, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. ready. Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. We are two women's race nerds talking shit over tea. I am Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ow. I like that. Yes, that was a good one. I like that. How are you? I'm great. How are good. you? I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. It's the weekend. It's rainy outside. But it's Yeah, right. it was kind of like stay in bed, hug up. It rainy. is that kind of weather. But I had no one to hug up today, so no, I got up and decided to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, yes. you can do so by using the hashtag T with QJ. You can use it on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram stories. You can use it on Facebook. We do not know how those Facebook stories work. So if you use it there, thanks for using it. We yeah, just can't just see it. Just regular ass Facebook. We just can't see it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you can use it on regular ass yeah. Facebook. They can use it on whatever they want. You could tag it on a building if you feel like it. But <laughs> I'm saying we can't yes, track it. True. Unless you're on Twitter, right, Instagram, right. or regular ass Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, thank you for that. If you want to donate to the growth of this podcast, if you're a first-time listener, save this, because by the end, you're going to want to give us your money. You are. That's right. You can go to our website, teawithqueenandj.com, and hit the Donate tab, which is going to take you to two options. You can donate to our PayPal, and there you can give any amount of money as many times as you like. We will take that shit and appreciate that shit. Yes, yes, yes. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon You can become a patron, subscribe to our Patreon. We're asking all of our listeners to donate $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if we get that from everyone who listens to this podcast, we will have enough to do all the things that we want to do with the show. All of the things. Go all the places. Talk to all the people. You know what I'm saying? Word. We'll be able to do all of that shit. Yeah, and it it takes a monthly amount. So you donate $2. It takes it out. Again, that's $24 a year. And if you want to give us $24 for the year but don't want to do it monthly, just fucking hit our PayPal. Yep. That's fine, too. Do the damn thing. And in return for subscribing to our Patreon, you get a fucking high five. You know? high f- and high fives are amazing they are great especially give you from a high queen five. and jay that's right we give you a high five and we say thank you for helping us to produce this fucking show yo Bye. so there is that speaking of donations can you tell us what libations are because i'm oh, about to give some out yes so libations are where we pour some for the homies people places and things that give us black joy pour some liquor pour some tea whatever you want to pour pour it um, you don't have to pour it literally because I'm not responsible for your floor, but we, we do that here. Pour right. libations. That's right. This week, I want to pour out libations for the homie Money from Queer Walk Podcast. Hey. Money gave us money again on our PayPal. Thank you so much. And she said because she loves us and all that good homegirl shit, which I, I totally was, appreciate. I was chatting with her earlier today. Yes, because we're friends. Yes. So nice. Mm-hmm. Also, Courtney broke us off on the PayPal. Thank you so much, Courtney. We appreciate you. Um, Gregory, the homie, hit us up on the Patreon. He gave us, Big Dog gave us $10 a yes, month. Yes, I was like, Thank look you, at Gregory. this big spender. That's my homeboy from you. my job. Thank oh, you so much. We appreciate thanks, you. Gregory. Yes. And then my homeboy. He must girl, got a good job. <laughs> uh, he 
actually does. <laughs> it does have a so good job. Yes. We also got money from our homie Mary Lou. Oh, Mary who gave Lou. Us money. Yes, Mary Lou is a part of our podcast family. Thank you so much. Thanks, we Mary appreciate Lou. you, Mary Lou. She's also a badass wellness ass bitch. So you know, I love me some wellness ass you do. shit. You too. I'm a wellness so she's ass popping. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she's popping in that regard. So thank you, Mary Lou. We appreciate you. Do you have other libations? Yes. I want to pour libations to Barry. Oh, Barry, Barry from Podcast and Color. Podcast and Color. Yep. She now has a podcast. Hey. And her podcast is called Podcast and Color, the podcast about podcasts. Hey. Um, so if you're into learning about different um, podcasts on people in color, have you want information about podcasting period like mm-hmm. that's a great source resource yeah. to go to obviously has three episodes i listened to all three hey. um her last episode i'm sorry i forgot the name of your guest but she talked about our show a lot get out of here yes and it's it's cool to hear people talk about us because yeah. you know, it was just really really cool so oh, she's only up. three episodes in there a bi it's a bi-weekly podcast mm-hmm. the shows are short they're probably like 10 to 15 minutes okay. and it's really dope they better be short because anytime a podcast is longer than an hour <laughs> Barry be like, listen, I don't know how y'all have time for this. Uh, there's no way that we couldn't libate Barry starting Absolutely. a podcast because yes. she's been so um, definitely, and she's like an intricate piece of mm-hmm. our growth and all those things. Yes. So yes, listen yes. to yes. Barry's podcast awesome. and libations to Barry. Amazing! I have a libation. Go ahead, girl. So I got to see Hamilton this okay. past week. Hamilton, the musical. I'm going to say that I've been jealous, so that's why I haven't been saying anything. Yo, because if you don't have anything nice to say to your friend, then you shut the hey. fuck up. And I respect so that. So I'll just shut up. Speaking of which, <laughs> that's another re- I, that I haven't posted it about it on Instagram at uh-huh. all because I feel like there's this. Um, so Hamilton, for anybody who doesn't know, apparently there are people who don't know. It is like the most popular musical. It's also one of the most expensive mu- musicals to go see. Mm-hmm. They're often sold out. You can get a ticket, but tickets are very expensive. Yeah, they're expensive, or you have to like enter a raffle. Right, and, right. Yeah. And so I had just resigned myself to not being able to ever go. Yes. And I get anxious. So I was like, I can't do this raffle shit because uh-huh. I'm going to be checking it every three seconds. I can't fucking deal with yeah. it. So I was like, one day when I'm in my 40s, I'll fucking, <laughs> I'll be able to go see Hamilton. And it'll or, come back like cats or right, some shit. Like that. shit. Or I'm a New York ass bitch. And like cool shit happens to me sometimes, or somebody will call me and be like, "Yo, I got tickets to Hamilton yeah. or whatever." Um, but I also feel like the show is attached to a certain level of um, because of how expensive it's a, a certain type of like elitism, yeah, like social elitism, mm-hmm. yes. and you know whether you have gone or not says what kind of person you are or what social category yep. you're in, all these different little things. So I was incredibly excited and grateful to be able to go, but I definitely wanted to be aware and check that thing that says like, okay, here's the evidence that I went and I did this cool thing. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So I and yeah, I just didn't want to participate in that, and so I posted about it on Facebook because I wanted to talk about it because yeah, it was exactly. like such an awesome thing. But I really kind of wanted to be aware of how am I utilizing this cool thing that I got to do like what it, what would be the point of me posting this on Instagram I think it would be I think it would have been okay if you posted on Instagram because mm-hmm. if someone regardless of whatever you put in the world people yeah. want to take it for however they want to take true, it true, it does true. not even matter like mm-hmm. you could put you could post it and put I'm just really happy to be here this is not me being a young black professional and right. showing y'all and starting right, right, and someone right. would say look at her showing yeah. y'all and no, starting you're right. <laughs> like, you're right, you're right. it would not yeah. even yeah. fucking matter I, it's something it's something I have been thinking about and, I, and also it's not like I had an amazing photo anyway it's a picture of me and my dad we look great because we're adorable mm-hmm. but my hair is like doing something wonky or whatever so <laughs> I was like I don't know but 
but I also I did want to, so I may post it eventually, but I wanted to be thoughtful about how it was like, what is this for? Like, what am I doing mm-hmm. kind of thing? What is social media for? Right, exactly, yeah. Stunting. Stunting, that's true. <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's true. So it's for. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. But, I, but I, again, you know, there are pieces of that that are cool and then pieces of that that get weird. So I just yeah, wanted to like, I feel pay you attention on that. to totally that. Totally feel you on that. Um, I would have posted mine. Yeah. <laughs> Probably right. would have been in my story, maybe right. not on my feed. Right, right. My dad called me and he was like, "Hey, do you work next week?" I was in my head. I was like, "Here we go again with the bullshit." Right. <laughs> if, yes. you're, if you're a new listener, Jay and her dad have Olivia Pope, Papa Pope, yes, kind of that dynamic. Is exactly our relationship, <laughs> and we have exact dinners like that that are sometimes very loving, and sometimes we talk about who's gonna kill the other one first. Okay, <laughs> like don't waste my time like this again. <laughs> It's like literally one and of Jay's us. And Jay's a crying ass bitch. Yep. So her lip quivers. I do that. I look at Pope <laughs> shit. So basically that is our relationship, except it's light skinned. Okay. <laughs> Those are the dynamics. We have a light skinned ass Pope relationship. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so that's the other thing. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> but no, but he called me. He's like, are you working next week? I don't know why I wouldn't be, but fine, whatever. So I was like, yeah, I, you know, I'm working and whatever. You met the What's whole up? week? Yes. Are you working next are week? Are you working next week? <laughs> like what the fuck and then after a series of other awkward questions that i just answered because i don't have time for whatever whatever problems may arise he's like oh i want to go i want to see if you wanted to go to hamilton next week i was like wait what like what i was like you have tickets he's like yeah i might i was like oh my god i didn't even add i didn't he may have bought them he may have got them i don't fucking know but anyway we got to go to see hamilton that's cool we had a good time. We did go to dinner beforehand. There were no, no one. Nobody got kicked out of the restaurant. Okay. We were okay. Um, we did. Ha- there was one argument that we had over white privilege. And because he's a bit of, he's kind of, there's like a generational issue that we have. He's kind of an all lives matter ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. I don't. Well, he's been systemized. Yeah, yeah. Like considering his profession, right? For sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. So I don't, I don't know if, if he would ever say that. So I want to put that disclaimer. I don't know if my dad would actually say all lives matter, but just that kind of um, the thinking yeah. that kind of comes with mm-hmm. that or whatever. So I was using words of that like, culture, right? I was using yeah. words like white privilege and this that or whatever, and I'm a loud ass bitch just because I am. And he was like, he it made him uncomfortable that I was speaking of those things so loudly in the presence. Of, of white people right we may have been the only black folks in that place and it bothered him and i was like i don't want to make you uncomfortable so i won't do this again in your presence but please know that i don't mind white folks white strangers hearing me talk about my day like yeah if, basically you said dad i'll do this for you right but who gonna check me boo? yes <laughs> yes yes because he was definitely trying to check me on life he was like listen i don't want you to get stabbed i was like i'll i'll survive this yeah i'll be okay <laughs> That is funny. He, yeah, yeah. So we had that, but we survived it. It didn't turn into um whatever happened the last time we good, went to dinner. Good, yeah, good. and we were able to go to Hamilton. We had an amazing time. He loved it. That shit is lit. It's fucking amazing. It's an amazing show. I like Broadway and I like mm-hmm. musicals and shit. I like and this, you one, know, I'm a musical. Yeah, ass bitch. and there was there's no lull in that show. Like usually there'll be you know songs that you like, and then one will come, and you're just kind of sitting through it, waiting for the next cool thing to happen yeah. in the show. And I just felt like the show is just like that's good. A constant. Yeah, it was great. My only issue with the show, and I tweeted, um, I oh, tweeted yeah, I saw Hamilton, you yeah. yeah, and I tweeted Lin Manuel Miranda about this, even though he's not, I guess you know, like on Broadway or whatever, or doing the show, or whatever, just because I don't know maybe he can say something to somebody but it's all different shades of folks in that show except for the women like the men 
in, and I saw it on Broadway. I know there are diff- a few different Hamiltons happening around the country right now. Yeah. But yeah, the men were all different shades of brown. There and there was white guys or whatever, and it was all mixed up, and that was cool. The women were all the same shade of like J Lo or like the same pancake like brown color. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or my same complexion, which I found odd. It was clear they were of all different backgrounds. Yeah. I'm sure there were women who were um, black identifying. There were women who were Latinx and yeah, possibly not like yeah tones. white. The, the yeah, everybody was the same. Everybody was the same shade. So I just found it odd in New York City when it's women, it's black women um, of all different shades singing and dancing on Broadway, off Broadway. Like the concentration of talent here is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just weird that in this musical, all the women here are the same color. The white women, the weird. women of color. Well, yeah, no, no. We, we know what it is. It's, it's colorism, weird. but it's just really like not cool not, yeah, especially not. in like the banner production of broadway is that's also like said to be the most diverse it's like like come on let's, yeah, let's get it you together. know yeah so it's just something i noticed get and thought i would but anyway libations to hamilton if you have a class of students that want to go i think there are raffles and shit that you can enter in to be able to take your class so please do that shit yo i fucking loved it it was educational I the, 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 the doe has like discount broadway ticket programs right. for Department of Health people too, so mm-hmm. like um, Department of Health. Yeah, that's work. Department of <laughs> Department Education. of Education. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was work coming out. They probably won't even have to do the raffle. They probably can get right. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. Please go, it. man. I was sitting there and just it's just so many different levels of it. Like seeing people of color on Broadway performing. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then then. For me, learning that I can consume history and information in this way, like I was learning shit. After yeah. it was over, I went and I Googled shit. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what that is. You know, uh-huh. so it was just awesome. It was that's fucking cool. awesome. I'm thankful to have been able to go. Yeah, that's really dope. Yeah, and libations to my dad for like taking me to do a thing and then like not making me regret not making the experience. Yo, it was not an abusive experience. That's really good. It was great. I had a great, I had a great I'm time happy about with that. Dad. This is a great libation. It is. Happy we fucking good. survived that shit, yo. That's great. We survived it, yo. So that was our dinner for the year. <laughs> <laughs> it is January, <laughs> and and we did it, and it's done. So okay. So, okay. Um, on that note, should we get into the show? Let's get into the show. I'm ready. So kind of tea are you drinking today uh you bought the tea today which is like wow yeah i never buy the tea thank you for that i, I i'm gonna tell them a little story so we have a electric tea kettle so we could start drinking tea again in this new studio ew, that we record ew. at but i keep forgetting it at my house so when i realized which i forgot it i was like you your ass better buy tea <laughs> so oh, nice i appreciate it and i keep i forget about the, that even the kettle is even coming so i forgot my cup uh, and everything oh, so. oh okay so it worked out yeah no it totally worked, it worked out. out thank you for buying the tea i appreciate that I was we are drinking chai that. tea oh, we are drinking chai tea it's yes. fucking delicious it's the perfect amount of honey it's the guy, also the guy's responsible for that it had nothing to do with hey that. but he made it happen on your request <laughs> also while we're here we are recording at indie creative network studios black ass owned podcast studio in brooklyn yep. we're excited to fucking be here yeah, we are. they also have a website where they drop uh new content every hour black ass content things of our interest there's podcasts there's articles there's sports there's news there's politics yeah, there's all lot. that good it's, shit it's a lot of great stuff that's going right on so check the website out at icn.dj and support black business and shit yeah, all about that fubu <laughs> 
I don't know why that makes me laugh. I don't either. I okay. just laugh along. All right. <laughs> what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming that I'm a bad bitch. That is every week. But I'm also affirming that um, I'm enough. Again, yeah, I'm enough. You are enough. I'm enough and I do enough. I'm affirming those things. Okay. What are you affirming I for like yourself that. today? Um, I'm affirming that, as always, I'm not a lady. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to call me that. Or ladies or whatever. I have to you know, remind folks. I don't know week. why I always want to break into Destiny's Child. Um, Ladies, leave your man at home. I don't know. Yeah. The club is full of bowlers and they pocket full grown. Cause it's, it's the truth. And if you're can... a man with your pocket full grown, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> you know whose pockets are full grown? Fitness Bay. Oh. Fitness Bay's pockets are full grown, and like I don't have that. to worry. That is great. I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry. Mm, I, I won't, won't waste, waste your time. time. I'm satisfied. All right. That what does that song. mean? I won't waste your time. I'm satisfied. That's weird. Um, a man probably wrote that. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So I'm affirming that shit. I'm not a lady. And I also wanted to, I like that shit. I'm enough. Because I was like, some days when I'm not doing enough, when I feel like I'm not doing enough, uh-huh. I like won't go to bed. I'll be like, I didn't do enough. I, I don't have the right to go to bed. Yesterday I ran errands. And there were other things I wanted to do. And like yesterday was my day yeah. to do things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't do all the things today. That's okay. Right. I had to tell myself that, that okay. to go to bed. I had to, t- I had to say, it's okay. You are enough. Think about, think about like work, like your actual job. Right. You don't finish all the tasks in a day and no, you'll be leaving. <laughs> yeah, it's okay for you to do that yeah. for yourself. I have to tell so. myself that too, honestly, at work. Oh, it's bad. Leaving. Well, because I do both podcast stuff and and like oh, job okay, stuff yeah, at work. Probably, yeah, I don't do I feel like stuff. I didn't in either direction. I'd be like, Ugh. but I'm anyway. Like, I'm like, well, I'm working on it too, trying mm-hmm. to change that whole thought and idea. Mm-hmm. But like, I am enough. Right. I also want to affirm, I want to affirm some more patience. Not only towards myself, but I guess towards other people. We talked about this a while back about woke privilege, for lack of a different, lack of a better word or whatever. Uh It's like there are things that you and I talk about on this podcast that are not a part of everybody else's day-to-day vocabulary and thinking. And so sometimes when I'm interacting, particularly on Facebook, I'll say, which is like a fucking cesspool of ignorance. Yeah. Sometimes. I don't want to go there. Sometimes when I'm interacting with people, I think that we are on the same level of conversation when it comes Never. to privilege and no. things like that, right? No. And so Never. I, right, I need, I would like to affirm a bit more patience in myself and the way that I communicate with others yeah. because I don't want to hurt people. And by people, I mean black people. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Because those so. are the only kind of people. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm lying. Right. So I just want to... That's wanna, not the truth. <laughs> well, those, those are the ones that I have patience yeah. for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of want to exercise a bit more of that patience. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. 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 So handle, I'm going to... handle each other with care. Right. I want to work on that. I want to work on that a little bit more. That's my affirmation. Okay. So we have an announcement. Oh, wow. We do. I'm have glad you said it. something because I was I know. That's how I was roll like, right along. I, know. I saw you looking at your list. Yep. As everyone knows, February 16th mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is D-Day that the movie Black Panther 
yep. hits theaters. But check this shit out. Okay. We're going to see it on February 15th. Yeah. And we're sending motherfuckers to see it on February 15th. Yes. Because yep. we are some exclusive ass bitches. We're pretty exclusive. And we want to add you into our exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said that right. I thought you in my did. mind, you I was like, this girl is going to come out weird. It's going to come out weird. You enunciated all the things. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I saw it in my, I saw it. So the word. So I was able to phonetically like oh, do it. I like it. Yeah. Good. Anyways, um, we have decided to have a contest yep. to give away two tickets to a Black Panther screening screening on yep. February fifteenth. That's right at Magic Johnson Theater in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you see the black ass movie with the black ass people mm-hmm. in the black ass theater in the black ass neighborhood. Yep. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's black ass neighborhood. <laughs> Jeez Louise. So how do you enter this contest? Is by screenshot of how you listen to the podcast so let's say if you have an iphone and you listen on apple pod whatever that shit is called take a screenshot of that and then you post it on either twitter instagram mm-hmm. or facebook yep. and then you hashtag hashtag t with qj and hashtag black panther so lit mm-hmm. and post it and you could probably say something nice about the show if you want to yeah. that'd be great we mm-hmm. like that we are asking you not to use the stories. It's just hard for us to keep up. Yeah, Instagram stories. Yes. Don't it's, use Instagram stories. Yeah, it's just hard for us to keep up yeah. with those. We wouldn't be able to keep up with your entries if you put on the stories because, you know, they disappear, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can enter the contest how many times you want because mm-hmm. we pick randomly from the, like a raffle yep. type of thing. Yep. So enter it as many times as you take that screenshot and post that picture. That is another entry. Mm-hmm. There's no max on entries. So if you post a screenshot of the show, and you want to enter again, you can post a video of you talking about the show. Yes. If you want to do that, as lo- whatever it is that you post about Tea with Queen and Jay is fine. As long as you use the hashtags Black Panther So Lit and hashtag Tea with QJ. And then we can keep track and we can enter all the names of the people who entered as many times as you enter as many times as we will put your name in and the hat. Then, yep. And then we will fucking pick that shit out and send you, give you two tickets to see black panther yes That's so right. like you said the theater that the movie will be shown in is in magic Johnson theater which is in harlem so mm-hmm. you should be in a tri-state area yep. for this um unless you live in oakland and you want to fly all the way okay. over if you'll be in new york that week <laughs> That's okay, I guess. But yeah, we prefer that you're in the tri-state area. So New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, if you're down to come to Harlem to see. All the places that Funkmaster Flex screams. Yes. (laughs) On the radio. New Jersey, (laughs) Connecticut, New York. (laughs) All of those places. And then we, listen, you know what? Right. Even Staten Island, because that's a borough. Yes. And even though you got to take a boat to get there, it's a borough. You're still a part of it. You're still down with us. That's right. That's right. So you have from now until February 4th to enter. February 4th is the last day that you can post some shit. That's it. Okay? Because we want to be able to announce the winner on our Our next next show. show. So you can get your fucking Black Panther plans in order. And once again, this is for a February 15th showing at the Magic Johnson Theater. We will not be at that showing, just to give you a heads up. Yes. We'll be somewhere else. But... But we want you to be able to see this movie, and it's important to us, and we're fucking excited yeah. about that shit because Black Panther's so yes. lit, yo. A part of this platform is us creating experiences for people. Sure. So this is us That's right. creating an experience yes. for people. Yes. So enter to fucking win. Share the show. Talk about it. Hashtag Black Panther so lit. Hashtag T with QJ. Yes. Yep. Okay. So 
there was an article floating around on afropunk.com i I wasn't able to find the article hopefully the link is fixed yeah in time for that we post it so that we can have it in the show notes the link was down so i couldn't revisit it so i'm kind of going off memory here but so the article was about uh african-american vernacular english and that is aave and we've talked about that on the show before but basically this article the reason i want to discuss it today is because the article was posted and shared on facebook a few times and i noticed that in in one thread someone shared it and then talked about their experiences with talking white uh quote-unquote talking white so the article focuses and centers on how people who speak aave are often stigmatized by the larger society and this group of people on facebook kind of used that post use that article as a launch pad for them and I want to say at least 10 other people to talk about how they were stigmatized for talking white. And that bothered me for a number of reasons that we'll get into, but I don't know if you wanted to... It just sounds like all dialects matter. Right, (laughs) right, That's not why they brought that conversation to Mm -hmm. even have that article. And no one in quotations talking white mm-hmm. has been limited to opportunities in life this right. is not the same conversation right yes you were stigmatized because your addiction was whatever mm-hmm. yes and you have ex- bad experience for that mm-hmm. within the black community okay but talk about that over there mm-hmm. that is not what that's we're talking what about. Was about that's not what we're talking right, about right, right here right so Basically, for anyone who doesn't know um, what we said, AAVE, African-American Vernacular English, is uh, what back in the day Jesse Jackson had labeled as Ebonics. Ebonics. Right. Mm -hmm. And so basically the, I want to call. I'm glad we got rid of that word. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. (laughs) I wasn't a fan of that word. But, But also he was even stigmatized for making an attempt to have black American slang or black american uh, i don't know i don't like the word slang either that's why for me i don't either that's why i i'll say aave or i'll say like a black american patois because along the diaspora black diaspora like they're able to have patois Mm -hmm. or whatever but then you know patois creole yeah they're able to do those things yeah whereas us is just like to me it's like oh you don't know how to speak english yeah it's just it's like a like we're broken Mm -hmm. and that's why we Mm -hmm. speak like that Mm -hmm. rather than usually how um patois or creoles are taken as like them mix- mixing these different things yes, and creating yes. their own as kind a cultural of mashup yeah. right right whereas right whereas for us it's just like yeah i just couldn't do it right mm-hmm. so yeah that's you just, what happened you just don't know you yeah. just, you're still talking like a slave yeah right. exactly exactly mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and i did go through a period where because i've always spoke aave mm-hmm. but it's always like new york aave because right. i'm from the bronx yeah but if i did hear country aave it's like what the fuck mm-hmm. what are they speaking right you know whatever right. but now as an adult and i realized no like we because this country is big as hell mm-hmm. we have mad patois or creoles or right. we have it's just because we're spread all over this country mm-hmm. we have lots of them so that's even richer yeah that like wherever you are in this country like the patois or creole is like completely different mm-hmm. and i think that's dope as fuck oh yeah um and lots of people don't acknowledge that mm-hmm. which is annoying yeah so in the article is basically talking about how how this language is stigmatized throughout the country yes you know what i'm saying and so how people interpret aave as a reflection of your level of intelligence yep. as a reflection of your capabilities mm-hmm. as a reflection of whether or not you should be hired yep. for a job mm-hmm. and we often encourage one another 
not just encourage one another, but shame each other for using AAVE. Or if you think about children in school or children in any context, instead of saying, okay, well, here is, here is how, okay, so you've said this this way. Here is how in quote unquote mainstream America, here is the expectation for communicating with one another or whatever. Instead of saying it that way, it's often, don't say that like that. That's not how you speak. This is inappropriate. Yada, yada, yada. It's a shaming that's attached to, um, right, to sharing I guess whatever the fuck is the Queen's, King's American English, standard American English, I guess I would say. Right. So they were kind of talking about that shaming, the stigmatization of it and how it makes our children feel and how it it makes us feel as adults about um, one another and how we kind of look at each other through the same white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalistic lens when it comes to language, which is a part of why I was I was so a little bit offended by these people on Facebook using it as an opportunity to say, oh, well, I was teased for talking white. Okay, well, were you denied a job? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you told, because I, I know for, for my, I'm like very closely related to this conversation mm-hmm. because I'm a person who's always used AAVE. Right. Like, I didn't grow up in a house where my parents weren't jumping in our face correcting our English. Yeah. The most my mother ever corrected me was like, because I used to say, look it. Mm-hmm. She was like, look at it. That mm-hmm. was like the most, but my parents weren't huge on that yeah. like seriously which is probably why i use aav so much and then i know for myself i don't i really correct people's english because mm-hmm. i don't give a fuck like mm-hmm. say it however you want to say right. it but i think that's why when these conversations happen i f- I, f- I feel it because I, re- I remember this is years ago i think we were doing a podcast mm-hmm. and i was talking to this guy and we we're talking he was like you're so smart and i'm like okay and then he's like you don't sound like you read books yeah and it was like the fuck mm-hmm. and i have experienced that my whole life mm-hmm. when it's and it's i didn't know what it was because right. to me it was like i'm talking you don't understand what i'm saying like i know you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and especially if it's a black person why do i have to change how i do this you know exactly you know what, what I mean. i'm saying yep. you know why i'm saying yep. it yep. so why the fuck am i switching that for mm-hmm. you like i'm not in a job interview mm-hmm. like there's time and place why the fuck do I have to right. do that code switching right now, right here, when mm-hmm. you know what the fuck I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why I usually feel close like to that conversation. Because yeah. that, that has happened to me like right. plenty of times. And people say dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. actually, you're stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I grew up in a house where that was constantly corrected. Mm-hmm. And to the point where it was constantly corrected. And then you forget that, it's, that it even happened to you. Because yeah. that's just not how we're allowed to speak in this house. Not as children. I have heard my mother speak AAVE comfortably on the phone with her homegirls or whatever but the goal was that i want to make sure that my kids know how to speak standard american english and i don't think there's anything wrong with that what bothers me now is when i see adults do that to one another yeah it's like you know that i'm an intelligent person we're here together talking comfortably why do i need to do this or texting there was this guy that i was texting We've met before, so you know how I talk. You know who I am or whatever. You enjoy talking to me. I'm texting you. You don't have to correct my English. You know what I'm saying? That's like, who are we doing this for? Yeah. What? Why is it important no to you that I sit us. right? At you this, can, in this you moment, relax. Yes. no one is looking at us. You yes. can relax. Yes. The white man isn't looking right. at us right now in right, this moment. Right, like, right. what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why are you correcting me? Yes. But that's yes. usually how I take it because mm-hmm. I was always a black person. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I was also raised, I never really thought of, I wasn't raised to prioritize white gaze yeah like so i don't think about those things usually so when people do that i'm just like wait wait what like Mm -hmm. i forget that people do that yeah honestly yeah like that's the only instance where i might someone is an english teacher 
maybe because it's just in them to mm-hmm. be like there 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 yeah but other than that why the fuck are you doing this mm-hmm. what's going on yeah it's interesting it's interesting i think about my nephews and my niece i do when we're together i do correct the way that they say things but i do try to avoid shaming and if we're all if they're playing with together or whatever and this is a, a space that's supposed to be safe for children playing together and interacting with one another, I don't need to jump in and say that's not how you say that. That's yeah. not how you do this. Mm-hmm. That's not you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they should feel this like this safety. And if everyone there understands one another, there's no need for me to say this is how you do this, that or whatever. I think that like I don't correct children either, but mm-hmm. I think it's like my nieces and nephews because right. I know that they hear the other way also. Mm-hmm. Like it's no need for me to correct it because right. they hear regular standard english as much as they hear this Mm -hmm. like they already have those examples so maybe if i was around children who are only around people who spoke Mm ave and i'm like you know you still live in this white supremacist world and you have to navigate blah 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 blah, Mm -hmm. so i'll probably correct more in those instances but like the kids i'm around in my family like they hear both so i don't need to do that i feel Mm -hmm. personally Mm -hmm. right but i I think that's also maybe why my parents never really corrected us either Mm -hmm. because we were still lived in this world where we heard these words yeah so right, why and, and they expose so you right and they expose you to other things yeah exactly you know what I'm saying? Exactly. to where you would right be living with yeah the, in the they world was doing and, that work in another way yes yes you know, they didn't have to like correct me mm-hmm. per word yeah. because i was in these spaces where i can hear mm-hmm. and experience mm-hmm. words in other ways also right yeah the other piece of this conversation that concerned me i guess in some people's um response to it and some people's using it to talk about how they were stigmatized for quote unquote talking white or for speaking American English is kind of this lack of respect for fellow black American culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or for fellow, the lack of respect for the nuances of different black shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it just, it whoever we are as a black person feel that we are the beginning and ending of the black experience. Mm -hmm. And so that when somebody takes a minute to say, Hey, this is my experience as a black person in this arena, we feel like we have ownership and authority and space for us to jump in and say, me too. Even if you're from a whole nother part of the country, you have had a different lived experience. I feel like we don't take the time to listen in the ways that we expect non-black people to be quiet and listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? definitely don't. I right, totally agree right. with that. Right, Because I feel like this group of people who decided to say, oh, well, you know, I was teased for talking white and let's just fucking spend a whole fucking day talking about this shit and not focusing on the stigmatization of this group of black folks that speak AAVE mm-hmm. predominantly. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I felt like that was an exercise of american english privilege yeah you know what i'm saying because again there's a time and a place to talk about your experience where with children telling you that you talked white or whatever Mm -hmm. because that's also a form of white supremacy it is but that's not what this piece is about Mm -hmm. you know and i I think kind of like the recentering of ourselves when it comes to more marginalized black folks like wherever you are there's a black person that's more marginalized than you you know what I'm Always. saying? Whether it's because they're darker, whether it's because they are fat, whether it's because they are of a lower income than you, whatever your situation is, anyone really, you hold privilege in a bunch of different yeah, ways. Yeah, but like even with that, when you bring up, well, I was teased for talking white, whatever right. you know, whatever that means, there's still privilege in that. Yes. People will assume you're educated because mm-hmm. you speak white. Right. People will assume that you 
what you say is valid yes because you speak white Mm -hmm. so you're not even acknowledging the privilege that you have in your diction which shows your ignorance because there's privilege in Mm -hmm. that like Mm -hmm. huge privilege in that Mm -hmm. um especially being a person who does an audio podcast Mm -hmm. how i sound is hugely important my diction hugely important Mm -hmm. like no one would ever consider me for like some fucking news npr Mm -hmm type mm-hmm. shit because right, of the way right, i sound right. and and that's and like a whole a whole avenue that absolutely. i'm just counted out of because mm-hmm. of the way i speak mm-hmm. yeah yeah right and and it affects the way that people take us in yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the way that people listen to us what people think about what we have to say it affects that yeah you know totally, what i'm saying totally. because of white supremacy that's yeah. the whole thing i have there are people who listen to this podcast who are like friends of mine yeah who uh couldn't even listen to what you were saying because they couldn't get past how you were saying yeah black I, people I, and i know you know this no, i'm just know, sharing this I've with everybody this right my whole life right this is this is i'm so used to like eventually people like oh my god like you're like brilliant i'm like because mm-hmm. you're so caught up on how i say what i say mm-hmm. and you're so caught up on what i'm supposed to sound like mm-hmm. that you're not even actually listening right like i right. hear me mm-hmm. but you're not listening yeah. and that to me for me i'm like i got over that a really long time ago mm-hmm. that says something about you it says mm-hmm. nothing about me right it just when you describe that it just kind of reinforces what i was saying again how i grew up in a very kind of like respectability based household mm-hmm. like we have to but i i felt like i was always taught that this is something that we have to do, but we shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like there are people now who even honestly, even with my baby brother who grew up with my dad, who was like, you know, my dad is like older and present and yeah. all that shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder sometimes, sometimes I feel like maybe he's not being told that, cause I know he's growing up in a respectability household, yeah. but that, this is how this is how because according to them this is how you have to be but that it's not okay i feel like something was is lost in that and that this is how you have to be and that it's okay you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and this is just how you should be Mm -hmm. and that that scares me because that's not like what it is yeah you know what i'm saying totally but that what what i was saying about the lack of respect for black folks who have a different experience than you do or who are not as privileged as you are whatever it also makes me think about light skin privilege because i was again with the fucking facebook somebody on facebook tell me it's not a good place it's not it's dark i say what i say and i leave yeah it's dark i'm gonna have to start really utilizing my turn off notification shit just say some shit and and then yeah i might have to disappear (laughs) um but yeah somebody posted a dark-skinned woman posted dark-skinned women do you have period do you have this experience daddy yada 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 done right so i'm watching because there's a friend of mine and i'm looking and i'm mm-hmm. reading to see what other women are saying or whatever and some of the experiences were experiences that i've also had but nobody fucking asked me and that's okay that nobody asked me yeah you know what i'm saying as a light-skinned person i am often centered in conversations like this people are more likely to listen to what i have to say people pay attention to me yada 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 for all of those racist reasons mm-hmm. um and someone like a shade darker than me, which still makes them light skinned because I'm unreasonably light skinned. Somebody hops in and is <laughs> unreasonably like, light. <laughs> I'm unreasonably light. No reasons for this shit. No reason for this. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, somebody says, uh, again, light-skinned person. It's like, oh, I'm not usually considered dark in these circles or in, by most black people. Or yada, yada, some fucking disclaimer. And then says, but I've had this experience and that experience. This bad thing has happened to me and blah, 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 blah. And if it happens to me, then I can only imagine what darker-skinned women go through. Okay. Okay, sis. How about nobody asked you? Nobody asked you. How about you? it started with dark-skinned women? I don't get why she had to center herself to affirm a dark-skinned Because that's what thing. privilege is. That's what light-skinned privileges that's what fucking american english standard american english privileges is showing up and saying hey i know this conversation wasn't wasn't about me but you said black so i'm automatically included in this i'm automatically going to center myself in this i'm automatically going to show up and say even though yada 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 me too Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying which i just think that as black folks we need to acknowledge our privilege right and i know that's that everybody needs to acknowledge their privilege but i'm talking to black folks now we need to in any situation acknowledge what is your privilege in the situation Word. you know what i'm saying before just talking like you're the authority on whatever this conversation is because it's black and that's just a catch-all for a bunch of shit because it's not it's not usually honestly like when it comes to those conversations it's like if you have to say but or like well mm-hmm. or like one time at band camp right. like if you if you have to start in those ways mm-hmm. i think that means you should shut the fuck up yeah like you're not actually answering this question no you're not like you're like deterring mm-hmm. like if you're using any of those conjunction words mm-hmm. <laughs> to start entering this conversation yeah. you should probably shut up and just listen because mm-hmm. no 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 <laughs> And so, right, so the light-skinned girl, lady says, woman, says all this stuff. And so I say, as the only light-skinned person, well, hopefully, I, I don't know. I was watching, and I felt at that time, okay, this is light-skinned person I to light-skinned person. I only know two light-skinned allies. <laughs> Shout out to you and Butasha. <laughs> you and Butasha. Anyway, I come in, and I'm like, hey, girl, um, you know, I think in conversations like this, it's important that we center dark skinned women, especially when the call was for dark skinned women. So it's not, it's not for us to say our experiences, yada, yada, yada. Then she goes into, I see how you would say that, but if you knew me, then you would know that, da, da, da. and then she brings up a bunch of qualifiers to what makes her different and why she okay. should participate and how if this conversation spoke plan, to her. If you need a PowerPoint yes. presentation. As to why you need to be in a conversation, and you probably don't need to. Right, because privilege is not about your personal experience. Yeah, as you probably regardless about to be what there. happened to you for however many years or whatever across the globe, there's a standard for lighter skin privilege around the world. Around the world. Around the world. Around the world. Around even for the even world. places where maybe people don't consider their darkness blackness. Right. Colorism. Yes. It's still a thing. Around the world. So you have that. And you have that here in this conversation of predominantly black American women. She so annoying. yeah, that was weird. But anyway, then she blocked me off Facebook. Oh, such is my life. Great. That's right. a great thing. Yeah, I think so. I'm all about the block, the mute. You know how many people <laughs> have me on Twitter or right, Facebook and I hear right. nothing you say? Yeah, yeah. She was mad that I did not inbox her. It is uh, a great Personally, thing. but listen. This is how do? I feel about that. You mm-hmm. start shit outside, we finish it outside. That's what I was That's thinking. the feeling we come from. That's what I was Oh, you started thinking. this outside in the street? So you're going to get fucked up outside That's in the street? I'm not going to pull you over to the corner in the alley. No. That was my thing. Don't start none, won't be none. I was just trying to be mad. Don't nice. start none, won't I was trying be, be mad none. Nice. That's A A B E. For sure. For sure. For sure. Don't fuck. Fuck W's. For sure. For sure. Fuck them all, yo. You think my brother knows what an R is? Nope. Car. Door. 
I don't know what an R is. I only know what an R is if an older black person says Aura. <laughs> oh, that's like, right, yes. They love doing that. You're right. My grandma knows her They love auras. doing that. The mm-hmm. Auras. That's when a mm-hmm. black person says an R. Yes. Aura. That's right. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Money, 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 money. <laughs> <laughs> money! <laughs> do you know what this year is? Um, What's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the, the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money we will take that shit we will love that shit we will appreciate that we shit will use that shit that's right so once again tea with queen and jay.com hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes want to get into some t-mail let's get into some t-mail Wait. yes okay we have interesting t-mail this week right. let's get into it so our first t- our first email is about well subject line is episode number one thirty eight and I'm gonna read the letter. Okay. Hello Queen and Jay, I have been listening to your podcast for a while and most times I agree with you and love your points, especially when you two reviewed she's gotta have it. However, today I don't agree with your take on what was said from the pastor. I think because you don't subscribe to this thinking, you weren't open minded about what the meaning was. He wasn't saying you aren't anything if you aren't mad if you aren't married. He was speaking to the woman who came to church praying for a husband but have not prepared themselves for the position they claim they want. Can we pause real quick just to Sure. Okay, so for anybody who didn't listen to last week's episode one thirty eight, we talked about um Pastor John Gray. He um he had that little video floating around about walking in the spirit of a wife and that's the video that Sierra reposted and added level up or some shit so that this is what this person is referencing yeah these women expect these men the ones they are waiting for to be husband material when they meet what the pastor was saying is that you are a wife because of who you are not because of who comes to you or put a ring on your finger if a man would like to be married and a woman would like to be married then you should be preparing yourselves to be in a position you claim you want do not say you want to be a wife but not be prepared to be just that. For me, it seems as though because you want to be pro-black woman, I had to take a little breath. Mm-hmm. Read it again. Read it again. This is when she gets spicy. This is when it gets spicy. Start that sentence All over. Right, run it back. Run it. <laughs> For me, it seems as though because you want to be pro-black woman, you have decided that anytime a man speaks, he's against women and want to put them down. Some women want to be wives, which is okay. 
correct? And if she wants to be a wife, does it make sense that she isn't prepared to be just that? Especially when she expects the man to show her he is husband material. The woman has an expectation of the man. Why is it not okay for her to be told to be bold enough to walk as if she is in a position she wants, then to pretend to be something she doesn't want to remain? Again, I thank you for your opinion and plan to continue to listen. Love and appreciation. And I think this is their Twitter name, but okay. we're going to keep, yeah, we're gonna keep anonymous. this one anonymous. All right. So I want to start as a recovering church ass going bitch and as a recovering Christian ass person and as a culturally Christian person, I'm going to start. Go ahead. Okay. So basically in this video, he says, Pastor John Gray is talking about how you should walk in the spirit of a wife and carry yourself as a wife and the bible says that a man who finds a wife finds a beautiful thing or some shit a wonderful thing or whatever a good thing not a man who finds a girlfriend who he then dates who he thinks is cute who he does this that or whatever engages and yeah right and so walk in the spirit of a wife as if you already like that person or whatever so he was do he did this at what was a women's conference? It was. Okay. Yeah. I was like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back and I watched they conferenced? it. Yeah. It was, <laughs> this was a conference. Gets even more. Right. So this was this was at a women's conference. Um There was a man leading a women's conference. I don't know if he was leading or if he was just one of the speakers. I'm sure he was invited to be there or maybe he threw it or whatever, but that's often a thing. Plot thickens. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right and so i watched a longer clip that was about uh like four and a half minutes or whatever and he starts off by saying men if you want i'm gonna talk to men for a minute if you want to find a wife you have to turn off your flesh right and so uh for anybody who doesn't know flesh is basically that speak for like that lusty part of you turn off the body and live with your spirit and your mind and shit like that right so don't basically don't think with your dick is what he's saying as a, as a fucking that's, that's patriarchy right as a church ass going bitch so that's all that he says for that's men. it that's it yeah. you don't have to Sounds be like patriarchy. you don't have to walk in the spirit of a husband mm-hmm. you don't have to walk it you don't have to be somebody who cares about women in any particular way who understands how to speak to us or how to treat us just turn off your dick and everything else is fine because everything, everything will fall else, into place right everything because else about you is, is great yeah because the only thing that can be an issue is your dick everything right. else about me not how you talk about to women none of that not how you take care of your finances nothing about preparing yourself to exactly. walk in that spirit of husband absolutely any of that right right and so he took the time in this women's conference he took the time to address men and what they should do right and that's all that he had to say and so when we were commenting on this this was within the larger context of the patriarchy and within a larger context of the narrative of women and their desire to become wives or the assumption to become or the assumption that this is something that women want. Um, and for me as a former in church all week, every day, every night ass bitch who grew up that way, I know that this is a larger conversation within the church and that women are often spoken to as if their only value is to become or be somebody's wife and that they should be waiting to be chosen. we should always be in preparation yes. for that. Because yes. that is the end goal. Yes, and that is... that is their only value is their association to a 
man. And so when I was commenting on this, no, I don't think that anytime a man speaks or suggests or has ideas on what women do or how they should carry themselves, I don't think that that's a negative thing. I do think that this, what he was saying and the way that he said it fell in line with that patriarchy. It fell in line with that all the things that women should do when all that a man should do is, oh, don't think with your dick and everything is fine. You as a woman walk like a wife. Then he goes on to talk about um, physically how we present ourselves. Don't put on so much makeup. Love who you are. Love yourself because you're putting all this makeup on trying to attract a man and yada, yada, yada. You know, again, and, and then went on to talk about the hair. Right. Go into Right. All of those things. But the thing that I want to say is that I didn't even need to see this whole video to know that that's what that was. I didn't need. First of all, I'm tired of men dictating how women should live their Mm -hmm. lives and how you've never been a woman. Yeah. You haven't. You do not identify as a woman. Mm -hmm. So I the idea that men are teaching us what to do and how to attain them. That whole idea is faulty as Mm -hmm. fuck. Talk to these men. Mm hmm. Talk to them about this shit. Right. And usually that conversation is only directed towards women because we always need fixing mm-hmm. and men are fine. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even need to see that whole video yeah. to just know what the fuck that was. Yeah. And that's why I was able to react in the way I did mm-hmm. because I, don't, I didn't need backstory right. to know if he addresses men. Mm-hmm. I know he's not. Mm-hmm. And it's always in, in a lot of organized religion when it comes to role, gender roles of a, a wife and a husband and whatever, it just seems as if the list for requirements to be a wife is mm-hmm. way longer than right. that list for the labor is to, to be right. a man. The labor and I don't, I don't subscribe women. to any of that shit. So be it a Christian man or whatever, just me and my Muslim ass experience, I don't subscribe to any of that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a man telling me that this is how I get a husband and then attach that shit to fucking God. That shit is mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, right. and it has nothing to do with the pro-blackness or the pro-black womanness or any of that shit. Mm-hmm. I know what oppression looks like and that's what the fuck i saw in that video point blank period like i don't none of that shit nah Mm -hmm. like mm -mm. yeah i'm good on that he's trying to impress me Mm -hmm. he's telling me that i'm not enough yeah and this is why i'm not enough and the way i could retain being enough is by doing these things Mm -hmm. to become a wife Mm -hmm. like i'm not against marriage i think people if they want to get married do that if you want to be a wife do that but if i why would i have to attain to these things like who the fuck is he Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. yeah i think that i think that gross yeah i think that this the what he was saying it it happens it doesn't nothing happens in a vacuum and i think that his words and what was happening here in this video are part of a larger context of oppression you know what i'm saying it is a part of like it's not like we just heard this one guy say this one thing there are whole institutions of men telling women how to carry themselves they're the fucking steve harvey's of the world they're the fucking that, reverend runs of the, the motherfuckers world. who they're sit the in the car Tyrese they always the sitting in the car yes. and telling you how to go about relationships there's the like, car video guy on facebook we, as if all we do is try to like i want companionship I want a partner. I like having a steady sex person. Yeah. I like I like when I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But I'm like my sole purpose in life isn't like to snatch me up a partner. Right. Like there are other things um in my life that attribute to my greatness mm-hmm. and it's not tied to this person I've never even met. Yeah. I just don't get that. Like mm-hmm. how you how you prepare me for this person I've never even met. Could we talk about like me? Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about this mythical person that doesn't even exist yet? Mm-hmm. And that's usually what's happening in these things. Right. So I, you, I like all the time when I see those, I'm just kind of like, I'm good. Like, and I'm a wellness ass bitch. So tell mm-hmm. me how I'm a wellness myself. Right. 
Right. Not for some person that does not even exist mm-hmm. to me yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I'm going to be when I meet whoever this person is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just don't yeah. like it. It's gross. Yeah. And I get, the, I get the conversation about, like, I get the point of, like, for me, if there's a job that I want, then I walk around like I already have that job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If there's a thing that I want, a place I want to be, I walk around like I'm about to get this thing. I'm about to be at that place. But the title of wife, to me, is so broad and can mean so many things that mm-hmm. it's like... I'm just being a dope ass me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't understand. Like a job has a specific title and you clearly know what you have to uh, do to get that mm-hmm. job. That is completely different to me than wife or husband, because that looks like so many di- different things to so, to so many different people. Right. But we decided that it only looks like, and usually when it comes to, um, religion or monastic religions it's only these it looks like this mm-hmm. and that's it and if it doesn't look like this then something's wrong right and the reason why you haven't attained this is because you don't fit these two mm-hmm. narrow ass reasons as right. to why wife is this and husband is this and that's just disgusting to me mm-hmm. so like that all of that is what i'm seeing in that little instagram clip yeah so it's just like no it wasn't about because a man said it it wasn't about mm-hmm. all of that stuff all of these things that i have seen oppress black women mm-hmm. were in that little bit of a video yeah. Matt, like wife what does wife mean i mean that could be so many things right so many things and i'm preparing for what i guess in that video the bible says wife looks like mm. well it's not necessarily even what the bible says looks like it's how folks have interpreted what that's supposed to mean and what that looks like which is not real you know yep so that's my issue with it what is a wife what mm-hmm. is that you don't we don't know mm-hmm. so how am i making a blueprint for how you do that yeah. wife could be so many di- things and look like so many different things mm-hmm. but we're so used to kind of like how we assign um gender norms to whatever mm-hmm. we do that with the words husband and wife like yeah. wife is this husband is this and if you don't fall into these things then you probably won't get them and it's like i know plenty of women who are wives who don't fit these quotation wife mm-hmm. role mm-hmm. and they're married and they're happy. Yeah. And, they're and fine. both people are happy and it's yeah. all good. And they're fine. Right, right, right. No, that's this true. is a stupid box, mm-hmm. honestly, is what it is. And that's just what I seen. Like I wasn't even thinking about um your stuff is completely valid mm-hmm. and I totally agree. Right. But it wasn't even that. I'm just like, no, here what the fuck is a wife? What mm-hmm. is that? Mm-hmm. Let's expand on that. Yeah. You know? no, I feel you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your letter. And please feel free. Um, all of you are more than welcome to disagree with us and we do appreciate that like that wave yeah you we don't yeah i want to say something about that too uh-huh. it seems as if you were don't be um afraid to disagree i don't think you I were afraid feel like i didn't I well didn't maybe i just always impression. think people are scared of me right so that could yeah, just which be is a totally thing. totally justifiable because in this journey with you over the past few years people do be acting scared so that could just be a mean thing so i don't need to project that onto you what i got it like but we are okay with people disagreeing yeah but there are a lot of people just to speak to my experience how i was talking about earlier how that girl blocked me for even saying hey hey girl i don't think this is okay there are a lot of people who can't handle critique yeah and i think that um if you listen to this podcast you know that we don't mind being called out for shit yeah so if if you're a new listener please know that we're always welcome for you guys to pull our coattail and be like hey i didn't think this was cool or this made me uncomfortable or yeah we've fucked up on this show like a million times a million times we we always there has never come no one has ever come to us and said hey i thought that was whack and we not address it on the show yes there are times we address it and we apologize and there are times we address it and we're like yeah we disagree and then honestly you are you're helping us so you're helping us affirm these 
these ideas that we present to the world. Right. right so right. yes, I feel this way, but I didn't explain it like that last time. Yeah. So now you've given me the opportunity to explain mm-hmm. why and how I feel right. these ways and why that means something different for me than mm-hmm. it does for you. Yeah. You know. So you gave you presented opportunity absolutely for us by yeah, asking yeah. so thank you for that and then oftentimes we'll leave them anonymous because we don't we do have a large platform here and we don't want any we don't we don't need all of the tea hive unless you're absolute trash we don't need all the tea hive fucking like tweeting Tweeted somebody just because we didn't them. we didn't and agree. it is just we are a safe space so we just right. always want to make sure we have a safe space right. for you yes. and nobody could like find you and drag you mm-hmm. i don't know people are crazy people are fucking crazy nuts, so yo. we try our best to make sure we keep the safe space for right our listeners as yes. well so that's mm-hmm. why we um, kept that one anonymous absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. so yes thank you again we appreciate you yes. and thank you for listening yo. thanks so thanks much for taking for the time to write us send us email that's yes. good shit dope, dope, dope. so i have one so this one is from tony and tony begins by saying hey ladies tony my love my listener i'm not a lady tony tony <laughs> tony, I, tony. Say, I say this with love tony Jay is not a lady. I'm not a lady. She says it at the top of the episode. Yeah, I'm not a lady. Every episode. It's easy to forget. Uh, I'm not a lady. Tony, look, with love. Mm-hmm. With love. Okay. With all the love. That's all. All the love. Gotta teach people how to treat you, Jay. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. So, Tony says, I'm new to the podcast, but I've been enjoying it immensely. I recently I recently listened to your review of She's Gotta Have It. As a 45-year-old black woman, I enjoyed the series primarily because I was glad to see an interesting show with black folks. I really appreciated your insight as younger black women from New York, and it changed the way I viewed the show and made me want to observe other content more critically. Ow. That was my owl. I added that. <laughs> um, on several occasions, you called Nola a, quote, hotep. I know I'm out of the loop, but can you explain what that means? Thank you and blessings. Oh, and then Tony has a nice little quote by Ava DuVernay in her sign out. If your dream is only about you, it's too small. Ow. Say it. Thank you. I like that quote. All right. Thank you, Tony. We appreciate that. So back in the day on this uh, show, episode 64, which I think was called Crying Jordan Meme or Crying Jordan Face or some shit like that. <laughs> um, episode 64 at moment at minute 1230, we talk about what a hotep is for about 10 minutes. Yes. So we describe what that is. And then with that context, you should be able to get it. I think we have, we talk about, we uh, expounded on that a little bit more since that episode. But if you hop to that, that's what we give like our breakdown of like what we believe like a whole step to be and all that other stuff. So definitely go back and check out that episode. Um, if I were you, I would just skip to that because it was like episode 64 and we've grown so much since then. Listen, you don't, listen to it. You don't listen to it. You don't. Look, it's out there. It is what it is. It is. It's a part of you. It is. It is. But anyway, yeah. So that's episode 64. Um, minute twelve thirty. So thank you, thank you for writing and asking us about that, and thank you for listening. This one is from Ty the Gemini. Ty the Gemini. And Ty says, "Hey y'all, I need y'all advice. I have a white coworker that said, What's up, Ty Nizzle?' To me this morning, Mm-mm. out of habit. Yep, out of habit. I just said, What up? That's a very Jay thing to do. Not me. I'm so instinctual with my motherfucking comments to people." Um, all right. About 20 minutes later, it hit me. Nizzle is Snoop Dogg talk for nigga. I am pissed I didn't catch it initially. I'm pissed I didn't catch it initially to address it then. How the fuck do I address it? I really don't want to wait until the next time he says it. I appreciate you both and thanks for the love, light, and support you radiate. Okay. 
What's funny is, I don't know where. Who the fuck was I talking to? But somebody has had this happen to them. Okay. And they were talking to me about it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Snoop Dizzle. She still got her teeth? Because Mm -hmm. they said nigga. (laughs) Where was I? I don't know. I would just talk to him. Mm -hmm. He's not going to remember he said it. Because he says it all the time. Mm. Um, and it's, he probably thinks because um, it's not actually nigger right. that it's not an issue. But I would just bring it to his attention and say, don't say that. And mm-hmm. why he shouldn't say that. And you think that even though it happened already, it happened in the past, you don't think she should wait until he says it again? No. Why? Right. What are you waiting for? Right. Why? For what? Mm-hmm. So you could experience that trauma again? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. No. We're going to revisit this now on my time yeah. when I feel like it. Yeah. And get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Like, what? why wait? Right. For what? Right. Got to experience that shit again? Mm-hmm. How? So you just said pull him aside and talk yeah, to like, him Yeah, like, hey, um, Martin. Right. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, Martin, sometimes I process things slowly, so mm-hmm. I didn't catch it in a moment. Right. But on January 27th at 11.27 p.m. Mm-hmm. A.M. A.M. Mm-hmm. You said and this and this and that mm-hmm. and it didn't occur to me until like 20 minutes later like what was happening right. and how that made me feel and lay down like how it made you feel and what that was and what is happening I'm he probably doesn't even know what he's saying mm-hmm. probably just think he's being cool and black first of right. all I have issues with, I have issues when white people do sister girl talk with me anyway somebody's anywhere. been doing that to me at work I don't like that yeah. I don't like that like if that's not how you talk yep. then don't talk to me like that yeah but if that's how you talk, then that's how you talk. But mm-hmm. if you don't, there's no need for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably just nip all of that in the bud. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need the sister girl talk if that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he does that just to you. But if he does that just to you, that's another whole other can of worms that I would need. I would need it nipped in the bud right. as soon as possible. I don't think that you should feel that you are... Um, that you have to wait for the right time. He didn't wait for the right time mm-hmm. when it came to him saying that. Yeah. He didn't. I don't think you should give him. You were caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Why should you give him the courtesy to be caught right. on guard? Yeah. He doesn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say when you feel comfortable, you bring it up and say it. Because even if he just, if you wait for him to say it again, you're still reacting to trauma. Yeah. Rather than coming to him talking about trauma that you probably have worked your way through mm-hmm. that's something different i just can't i don't work in that way like i have to like okay this is i figured it out we're going to talk about it now mm-hmm. because putting yourself through that trauma again i think is redundant for what you're right. trying to do for yourself right 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 so that's how i would do it i agree i agree with you my only hesitation is because we're still doing dealing with uh, white supremacist patriarchal capitalism my only hesitation even though you should be allowed to do this so i'm still processing this also myself don't quote me my only hesitation is when you said tell him how you feel i i feel like um sometimes at work i guess it depends on his role and his position i try to avoid telling motherfuckers how something they did made me feel Mm -hmm. because i feel like that doesn't even matter don't do that to me again i don't like it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so like i feel like telling him everything that you said you know what i'm saying everything that queen said and yeah just i would prefer if if you didn't use that you didn't say that to me i would say and then jay's in a lot more white spaces than me Mm -hmm. and the white people that i work with have sense right um right so that's probably where i feel safe for saying it i i feel that white people generally don't care about what we feel because they don't even think we have feelings right. because we don't we're not allowed to talk about feelings okay we're not allowed to have that space to say like this 
hurts mm -hmm. because we're like just supposed to like you're at work so you're just trying to just be at work like mm -hmm. i'm not trying to like do all of this i'm at right. work and i'm trying to get through my day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. so that's why i mentioned that but you know this is you do what's safe for you if you yeah. don't feel safe going into the feelings of it then mm -hmm. don't do it mm -hmm. but um if you do then do yeah yeah do it yeah. feel safe mm -hmm. i agree cool thank you for that yo we appreciate you okay so pay black women yes This is our Pay Black Women segment. And like we mentioned before, Pay Black Women, please send us any Black women-owned businesses, Black women-owned initiatives, Black women raising money for whatever. We are also including Indigenous women in this. So if there is an Indigenous woman-owned business initiative, somebody say raising money or in need, please um, feel free to send us that information as well. So someone did that this week. And they sent us the clothing brand B Yellowtail. And that's the letter B, yellowtail.com. B Yellowtail is an indigenous clothing line created by designer Bethany Yellowtail, whose vision and brand values reflect her absolute key, um, in parentheses, crow. And um, forgive me if I mispronounce it, but I think that it is important that I make the attempt. C, Sahes Tahisi, and So Taeo. North Cheyenne Tribal Heritage. Again, forgive me if I mispronounced that. Um, a celebration of ancestral tradition, beauty, and culture, Bee Yellowtail embraces an authentic voice of contemporary Native America through design and wearable art. So I checked them out. There's a bunch of lit shit on here. There are sweatshirts. There are skirts. There's jewelry. Um, and it's fucking lit, yo. They have these adorable sleigh like hoodies mm -hmm. that say slay and cute tote bags they have a bunch of awesome shit um check them out buy that shit wear that shit support indigenous give women those women give those money. women your money that's right so i have another pay black women and this i actually came across on twitter and I, we also had a listener who tagged us in it um, mm -hmm. i can't remember her name but i had already marked it like oh mm -hmm. i want to do this and right. then they tagged us in it too um, so thanks for that also. Mm -hmm. So there's a feminist bookstore and cafe um, in Crown Heights. It's called Cafe Con Libros. Oh, we got to go. We got to go. Um, it is owned by a first generation Afro-Latinx woman. Um, she's a veteran and an activist. All coffees and drinks of every size are under $4. They also have a book club. It's really, really cute. I haven't been there, but the pictures look really, really cute. And I love the concept. And any place where there's um, women of color gathering, I'm like, pretty much down especially if they're black mm -hmm. um their website is cafe con libros bk.com so we'll have that in the show notes and i'm looking at the pictures on their twitter and it just looks really cute i want to go there i like it yeah so go there give them your money if you want to have events like have them there and shit because there's like space to do that and all of that you ready for news is not news always ready for news is not news <laughs> In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. 
Um, I'm gonna say what news is not news is. Please do. Since you are presenting the story, mm-hmm. um, news that's not news is a segment where we um present news stories that the mainstream generally won't pay attention to, or we present these news stories with angles that the mainstream generally won't listen to, and we make it news here. So that is our news that is not news segment. That's right. So something that is a huge deal is in California, you can now get rid of your old weed convictions Word. right so i saw this on vice news um right <laughs> Neither. uh the new law prop 64 it okayed possession for people 21 and older so you can have weed on you but it also allows anyone to apply to have their past marijuana related offenses reduced or expunged completely Good. Good. yep uh roughly 1 million californians are eligible according to the drug policy alliance i wonder when it says that those are the people who are eligible, I wonder what would eliminate you from eligibility. Um, but anyway, a clean record would allow people to vote. Um, in some states, you can't vote if you are a felon. And so a clean record would allow people to vote, apply for many loans and licenses, and perhaps most importantly, answer no when potential employers when potential employers ask whether they have a felony in their past. Yes. The change particularly affects African-Americans in California who are five times as likely to get arrested for a marijuana felony than white offenders and thus disproportionately saddled with the lifelong constraints that come with a criminal record. This um, will also make it possible for them to own dispensaries. Yes. Because so you can't do that if you right. have a felony on your record. Exactly. That was the other article that i had up cool game changer yep oakland this is the other thing yeah oakland gives weed convicts the opportunity to open marijuana dispensaries oh this is in vibe magazine oakland gives weed convicts opportunity to open marijuana businesses as reparations and they're no longer weed convicts that's right convicted weed felons are getting a fresh start as reparations for the war on drugs a number of felons who were imprisoned for charges pertaining to marijuana will reportedly have the opportunity to open legal weed businesses in the oakland area the equity permit program uh, is a new program that'll reportedly issue 50 percent of all licenses for medical marijuana facilities to previous felons and residents of six neighborhoods that police excessively targeted for drug arrests have been, in quotes, communities of color have been negatively and disproportionately impacted by disparate enforcement of cannabis laws. An ordinance filed by the Oakland City Council reads, so under the new program, all felons and residents must undergo a rigorous application process. Although the application process won't open until later this year, the news is undoubtedly a big win for felons who spent several years behind bars. So this is an opportunity for people um, to, I think, be released. I think they can be released. They should be able to be released. Yeah, yeah. Also, well, that's a great step. In this the is right good news direction. and shit. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. I saw I saw a lot of articles like that that I had just like saved because I was like, oh, this is like yeah. actually positive, like Stuff. good news. Yeah, I like sure. it. I like it. I like, I like it. Too. Yeah. So libations to that shit yeah, late in the game. Word. I like that. Yeah. I hope that this uh, does actually reflect change in people like being able to open their own businesses and shit like that. I feel like something shady is going to happen, but mm-hmm. like Oakland, yep. everyone's going to hate Oakland's weed because it's going to happen, you know, because, you know, anti-blackness, let's two trail. Just, let's enjoy it for today. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there yet. Let's just enjoy this and just pretend that we live in a 
free. Oh, God. It's just okay. <laughs> Everybody, let's just pretend it's going to be okay. That's, that's all I want to do. Okay. I just want to enjoy the light of it all. Okay. So, all right. with that being said, okay. Let's get into the pee. The pit. Everybody, strap in. We're about to open some fucking windows. The new Triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Okay, so I have a few little pits. Last week was just a lot of shit okay, happening. It was. There are people that I want to throw in a pit, but I don't. Um, there's one person that I extensively want to throw in a pit. And all I right. Have, like reasons and okay. all that stuff. But um, I love you, Cardi B, but you go in a pit. Stop defending your man oh, and his man. homophobic shit. It is okay for you to be quiet, Cardi. Yeah. Listen to yeah. your older sister. It is yeah. okay for you to not understand things and being quiet and learn. Mm-hmm. And when always- you're casually on the block with your homegirls, you can defend your man. Like, that's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. But when it's a but- mic in front of you or when, like, don't don't make that, like, yeah. Instagram news or no shit like and that. And it's, like, no shade to you. I've, I have dated many homophobic men, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I, I get it. I'm yeah. not saying leave him because he's homophobic. No. I'm not doing any of that. But this defense yeah. of him, it doesn't it's have not, to be a public thing. It's not thing. your problem. You, you just being with it. him is, is enough. Like, That's for it. you to, like, go on your Instagram stories mm-hmm. and keep, like, doing this. Like, I'm like, girl, somebody don't. take a phone. Don't do it. Take a phone. Yeah, Party, don't I do need it. you to. You don't know? do it. Listen to your big sister, Queen of J. Just don't do it. Just leave it. Yeah. Leave it. Just leave it. Just leave it. Just leave it. He'll be okay. He's he'll, a big boy. He'll, he'll be, be all right. He'll and be you can fine. still talk to your homegirls on the block and defend him if you want to yeah. or whatever. But but this, like, public defending, like, the little stuff, yeah. like, just... just stop it, girl. I had to throw you in a pit for that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Leave okay, it. so my major pit mm-hmm. is I want to throw Charlemagne and... Is he a DJ? DJ Envy in mm-hmm. the pit. Mm-hmm. I don't have lots to say about DJ Envy because my expectations for him have always been low. Mm-hmm. Um, my expectations for Charlamagne are low also, but I have right. to call him out more so because... <sighs> okay, backstory. Sorry. D- I think DJ Envy's dad is a cop. Um, my dad is also a cop. I just want to say, DJ Envy, that's not how you do that. You whack, you wash. Um, he's wash. He would be wash if his dad was a garbage man. So <laughs> why are you blaming his dad? His dad has nothing I to know, do with this. I know, I know. I just bring it up nothing because to do with any as, of that. as a child of a, uh, as a black person who was a child of a cop, I just want to call out that he's not doing that shit right. I don't do what I, I do because my mom's <laughs> like. No, like, you're right. I'm just, I'm just, I just want to throw it out there that you're not special, my nigga. You're, you're not. That's all. That is why. Corny. I throw you in a pit, but I don't need to explain it. No, not it at all. No. So Charlemagne, I'm going to explain why I'm throwing him in the pit. So he had an interview recently with Amara La Negra. We're mm-hmm. talking about her again mm-hmm. on this show. Yeah, just where... quick reference. We talked about her on episode 136. Yes. Yep. Um, for some reason, people did not understand that there are black people in Latinx countries mm-hmm. that speak Spanish, that yep. are full-fledged mm-hmm. Dominican or whatever. But yeah, of black the race. folks all over this world. All over the world. Yep. So she was on his show and explaining. I didn't watch the interview. I, he- I heard bits and pieces. I had people hit me up on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and friends of mine were just like, what the fuck is this? I knew not to opt in because it was like, oh, I just couldn't do that again to yeah. myself. Yeah. I did hear bits and pieces of the interview because my roommate was playing it in the house. Mm-hmm. And then I closed the door and put on some music. Right. But um, I, so I did hear bits and pieces. So she basically was talking about being an Afro-Latinx person mm-hmm. and how it's limited opportunity for her because she is dark-skinned. How she has limited access, especially within the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. 
because she is a dark-skinned woman, a dark-skinned woman, she's not woman, she's a woman, mm-hmm. and just talking about those experiences and what that is. And Charlemagne is sitting across from her just being ignorant as hell and gaslighting her throughout the whole interview. Mm-hmm. I am going to say again that I did not see the interview because right. I self-care myself. But from the reactions and the chitter chat that came out of that, it just, I just know he was on brand, being himself, mm-hmm. and treating his black women like shit. And not only because um, we know gaslighting comes in a lot of forms, but they even say at one point, they even actually say to her, are you sure it's not all in your head? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you sure you're not making this shit up? Which is like one of the key things about yeah. gaslighting yeah. is to make you think that you're um, that you're not all together or that things are not as they seem or you're the you're making it up. Yeah, you're making you know? it up. So for them to actually say that to a black woman who's talking about her experience within the Latin music industry. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the other thing. He kept bringing up Cardi B. I guess that's his rebuttal or his reasoning as to why mm-hmm. she was making this up. Who started out. Who is a rapper. Yes. She is not. English language rapper. Yeah, she's rapper, not doing anything American Spanish rapper. Language. And this is a person who is navigating an American art form. Right. It's going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. It's not like if you look at Spanish speaking television um, in the Latinx community, everyone on there is white. There's yeah. not even a light skinned black, a light skinned black person mm-hmm. on that shit. Everyone is white. Right. And this is a Mara Allegra who has been, people have been in blackface to, and to impersonate, impersonate her, her right. on Latinx television, mm-hmm. like period. So mm-hmm. even if you don't understand colorism in a Latinx space, mm-hmm. you understand colorism. And yes. you know what that is. And for you him to sit across her and like shut down everything she said. Not to mention, not to mention, let, let's talk about Cardi B for a hot second. Cardi B, aside from the fact that she is not, um, she did not start out in, the Latin music, Latin American music industry, yeah. she does benefit from light skin privilege. Yes, she does. That's the thing too. Are you that tone deaf that like you mm-hmm. didn't notice that these are people with completely different hues? Yeah. Like they have the same race, but different right. hues. Cardi B is light skin. They both speak Spanish. So he thinks he's looking at the same thing. Yeah. I, he probably, he don't even consider Cardi B black, honestly, based on this conversation. That's yeah, how it no, sounds. I'm sure he, I'm yeah. sure he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. So I see him talking to this woman, treating her like shit, being completely disrespectful. And I look at this motherfucker and I'm like, well, not look at because I didn't watch the interview, mm-hmm. but I don't have to, right? You know, whatever. But I think about when, I think it was, actually I have the date, mm-hmm. December 6, 2016. Receipts. This is the same motherfucker who said and tweeted in response to people's reaction to him taking pictures with Tommy Loren. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, racist. I call her tambourine. Racist, white supremacist, yes. uh, Tommy Loren. Social media personality, yeah. BT Dub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he tweets this. If you don't like the narratives people are painting of, your, of you, create your own platforms to control your own narratives. Would be dope. If a young black or Hispanic woke woman used social media to create a platform to be a voice like Tommy Loren did. I don't understand how you say this mm-hmm. and then now you're, this woman has a platform, mm-hmm. has created this thing for herself. And she sits across from you and the whole time you shut her down, yep. the whole, fuck, whole fucking time yep. you validate everything this black woman says mm-hmm. in this interview for you. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to 
be like Tommy Loran and create these platforms for ourselves. Like mm-hmm. she has done that. Yeah. What else is there? And it just goes further to show that he does not like black women. Not at all. Like nothing she says is valid because she is a black woman. Yep. But if it was Tommy, she would be like, well, at least she built a platform. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the same thing. He I don't understand black, what's the difference. He has black women friends who have built their own platform. He's that he friends doesn't with, acknowledge. Not at all. Like He's Crystal friends with Crystal. Friend. He's friends with he Angela Rye. He's friends with Amanda Seals. These are all people who have built their own brand via social matter. media. They're via their white. own. Yep. They're not white. Yep. They're not men. Yep. So whatever they're saying, they're just having fun. They're just yeah. hanging out. They're not actually at work. They're it's not at game. work. They got lucky. It's not valid. Right. None of this shit is valid. And right. when I heard him say, I can't, it was the, it was the interview that he had with um, Jamila after that, this, mm-hmm. fuck, Jamila this fucked up ass tweet. Right. Um, she brought on another podcast to the show and it was like, we have these platforms mm-hmm. to like show that we do these things. Yeah. And he's like, she brought up Crystal, like, you know, Crystal and whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know, I didn't even think of it that way because black women aren't valid to you. Yeah. I don't understand how your friend has one of the top podcasts, the mm-hmm. top, one of the top, Crystal is one of, one of the top podcasts mm-hmm. and you didn't think that that was no, a platform that, that that's what of the fuck not. she was doing Crystal and that's your fucking said, friend yes on her last podcast she said she was talking about this issue and she said that she knows because Charlemagne claimed allegedly that he had never heard of Afro-Latino Afro-Latinx he had claims that he he was ignorant to colorism and didn't know about this shit you're not ignorant to colorism because if you were you wouldn't have chose to be the lighter brown hey. you would have just been the darker brown on your face when you corrected your color like let's be for real Zingerman you know Zingerman what, there's Zingerman. no way you're from the south and you don't know colorism my right. dude like oh, you're no. lying absolutely absolutely but it don't, I'm sure it only comes in one form for him <laughs> Um, but anyway, where Crystal said, no, I know that I have discussed these things around him. And in my head, I'm thinking, what makes you think that, yeah, that's your friend. He's not listening to you, girl. He's not, he's not listening to black women. He does not, women. Listen, to he does not listen to black women. He doesn't listen Y'all to them. Y'all are mere accessories. That's it. Y'all are his that's wife it. friend. That's it. Yes. That is it. So yes. for him to say that he is not an oppressive black person to black women, he has these white, I mean, these white, mm-hmm. he has these black women accessory friends. And mm-hmm. that's what the fuck they are. Like, yeah, it that's it. There's that's no it. way that you have Angela Rye around you. Um, Amanda, Crystal, mm-hmm. Jamila. Mm-hmm. These are women who at some point say shit about black women experiences mm-hmm. and you don't pick up anything. No, because he's not listening and doesn't think that anything that they have to say is actually valid. Like you're going to learn something from all of them. Nope. You're going to learn some shit. He's not shit. listening. The only time that he pays it any attention is because he sees the he sees the social currency in in them and that value that they bring and so he doesn't want to make them upset it's but that's the only reason that he's got disgusting. any level of whatever sense that he may have right now it's he's disgusting. not really concerned about what they're saying or their actual experiences about, no it's not just, at all I, and, uh, this, and all those women are light-skinned i mean aside from crystal but that's also interesting you know like i don't know oh, well I've, I've always thought that if, yeah if he only respects, I think, lighter women mm-hmm. whom have boldly said, you will never fuck me. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, I could respect him. You know, like, <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Right. Everyone else is fair game. He's going to fuck with you. He's going to gaslight you. He's going to, mm-hmm. if he likes you, he's going to sexualize you the whole vin- yep. interview. If he doesn't like yep. you, he's going to fucking treat you like he treated little mama. That's probably mm-hmm. more like one light skinned person and he wasn't like right. Oh no, um, I'm sure he's definitely trashed light skinned women as well. Yeah. I'm, I just wanted to add that like those notable like names that I could point yeah. out as people who claim to be his friends are oh, all so light skinned women. But yeah, it's a know. lot of dynamics but he don't to know that. colorism. Oh no, like, not at all. What the fuck? Yeah, like, it doesn't know. exist. He's, he's disgusting. Mm-hmm. He's gross. And I don't understand. We both don't understand right. why 
black women keep going on. Why show. do we keep going on that show? Why do we keep appeasing that shit? Why? There's and no I've, need for that. It's there unnecessary. Are other shows. There's so many different there are other platforms. Shows. And I There's guess so many different that's platforms. That's the number one morning show, but it's okay to be on the number two morning show if you feel safe. Right. That motherfucker is not safe. Not at he all. don't give a fuck about you. You in danger, girl. Like go. Yeah. Like he does not care about black women. Yeah. And and Period. I've said this before. Like as we grow in popularity and shit, I've said to myself, if I was invited to go on the Breakfast Club, would I go? You know what I'm saying? Like, would I show up there? Um, they don't even be having breakfast there. That's true. Like, which is weird. Can okay? I get some pancakes? Can I get something to eat? <laughs> can I get a McDonald's to hash brown? I don't want that. <laughs> I, like, I like those that and the orange juice give me that uh, but yeah i just i just after after what they did to janet mock and then yeah. the the horrible fake ass not genuine not real apology uh-huh. that they gave after i was done like i can't i used to watch it when they had a guest that i was interested in or curious about or yeah. knew would be entertaining but i don't even i can't do that anymore just, and so it's just it's just weird to me that um famous black women continue to show up there famous black it's very strange show up there the teams of famous black women continue to to send them there send them there what the fuck and then if you're a person who has someone who cares about your safety Mm -hmm. like monique's husband then you fucked up and he's fucking up your career and you don't you know you don't give a shit about or even you're not playing the game right the game should not be i should not feel i shouldn't feel played Mm -hmm. while playing the game because i'm playing the game like what even smaller platforms like i know that there are smaller platforms with hosts of color like us for example that like there are safer places to direct your celebrity resources yeah, you know are. what i'm saying there are people who want to talk to you as a black woman who respect black women yeah you know what i mean and it's just interesting that we do this to ourselves in efforts to play the game and be a part of the conversation i think it's also a part of us trying to appease our oppression mm-hmm. um kind of like how black people of all not all not all black people but black people of whatever gender try to appease white supremacy and show like i am human or like mm-hmm. we should have these conversations or i'm gonna show them the way and right doing this labor that's fucking labor doing this fucking labor to like appease yourself and be human to white people that is the mm-hmm. same thing that a lot of it's, the women who go to his show are doing with him like no he is he's a he's oppressive yeah. as fuck and i'd be damned if i'm a fucking sit across from my oppressor and try to humanize myself mm-hmm. fuck you i don't give a fuck like i'm not i'm not doing that that's too much work i'm past that stage of my life mm-hmm. you know i'm not doing that that's not your brother he's oppressing you like yeah. in the name of black brotherhood or sisterhood that is not your brother and it's it's one-sided you know what of I'm saying? Course. If it's not, if it doesn't go both ways, if he doesn't stand up for you, if he doesn't center you when it's time, he had the perfect, that was the perfect opportunity for them to allow Amada to talk about her experience as a black Latinx woman. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. At all. It must, it must all be in her head. Because look at it. Cardi B. Then they bring up, they brought up Issa Rae, who is a black, dark skinned woman, woman. Who's not even who a musician. Do, not a musician. Does it, but that's how ignorant they're ignorant yeah. they're fucking ignorant mm-hmm. and i don't understand look ignorance has platforms and that's mm-hmm. fine and that's not even what i'm i would ever debate but i don't understand being a person in the entertainment industry and i am expanding my brand why go there mm-hmm. i just don't and i'm it's not to blame these women for what happened to them yeah because if you feel you need to do that do that so i don't want to like victim blame them and say why were you there because that's that's probably what people mm-hmm. have been saying to them also but it's just like why not do that in safer spaces because mm-hmm. these motherfuckers don't care about you these motherfuckers were on a show interviewed janet mock seemed like a great interview i didn't watch that either mm-hmm. and then the very next day 
Yeah. Was transphobic as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like they they don't deserve they're not mm-hmm. people to be respected. Yeah. Like they're not respectable journalists. Mm-hmm. There's no I don't get why you have to go there. Right. Other places. Right. Safer places. <sighs> Charlemagne, you're in the pit. Yep. You're a horrible person. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to black women. The care that you handled tambourine with told mm-hmm. me the rain. Mm-hmm. Why do you mm-hmm. not do that when it comes to black women right. why do you not do that when it comes to black women mm-hmm. and that is a problem that is that has to be addressed somebody needs to like call him out on that shit because how dare you a year ago tell us to create platforms mm-hmm. to be like this fucking white this white white supremacist woman and there are friends mm-hmm. air quotes because those can't be your friends who are doing those things and you didn't even realize the validity in those people that you call yeah. friends because they're black women mm-hmm. like you're you're a piece of shit and you're going to pit and hope you eat shit there also. i like that i like that Mm-mm. i'll support that i'll provide the poop <laughs> okay listeners if you want to provide the poop provide for the, the pip yo isn't there an app where you can send somebody a box of shit <laughs> i think i heard there's an app for that okay. there's an app for that but no what i was what i was thinking about was like like i said like we're we're growing and shit in this industry or whatever we're doing or yeah. whatever and i just wonder about like because i just watch all the black women who seemingly have sense and play with Charlemagne. like are we gonna be those is that gonna happen to us are we gonna be I'm out not, here I know playing myself. with fucking uh terrorists against black women like it's all good i know myself Maybe it won't be Charlemagne for me. No, personally. it won't be Charlemagne. No, we're but not I do know that, like, look, a compromise has to happen. We yeah. compromise at our regular ass jobs mm-hmm. that we go to every day. So mm-hmm. we're not saying that we are never going to compromise or we're never going to um, say yes to something. Cause some, it's like it's a battle. Like you choose what yeah. you know. Yeah. So I know that. I just don't want to ever be in spaces where I don't feel safe mm-hmm. and that fuck with my soul. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna leave there feeling like. Ugh. I don't know. I Everybody like, else seems to leave there and feel great. I don't ooh, get it. Lamar didn't leave there feeling great. Oh, what are no, you talking no, no. about? No, no they she don't. Didn't, she didn't leave there feeling great. No, they great. don't. No, I guess I'm talking about his friends. Oh, his, well, look, black I don't. Girl friends that keep I am, going. But you, you and I, when it comes to our friendships, we, our friends are used to us like addressing yeah. things. We mm-hmm. are, we are, and I don't know how much, just because you're cool with somebody doesn't mean that you're a friend either. I don't know if mm-hmm. these are his friends. I feel like Chris yeah, was his friend. I don't true. know if these people are his friends. They're yeah. like cool. They like see each other at parties and say, what's up? Oh, well, the, no, but they be on social media talking about how that's my friend, that's my brother. So but like, people use the show, the word friend and brother true. like that. I don't use those, I don't use words like that. I don't true, do that. True, true, so true, that's true. why for me, I'm like, I don't even really know. People say people are their friends just mm-hmm. to say that they're friends. People say somebody's their brother and they used to fuck with them. And I'm like, but yeah. how you call him your brother? You had sex. But that's the so <laughs> that is fucking I don't disgusting. really. Um, yeah. No, you're when I right. See those words. I don't. Right, right, right. I'm just thinking because I know, like, we do events, we do different collaborations, we go on different people's shows and shit like that. And I'm just still trying to learn the balancing act between, like, you're like, like an oppressive fucking motherfucker. You know what I'm saying yeah. to people, and I don't want to fuck with you. And like, like trying to grow. Honestly, you know what I'm saying? this is another instance of. Like, if we think about how Weinstein was able to just be this person and, like, victimize yeah. these women, abuse these women, and the way he did is because no one was... I'm not to say no one, but mm-hmm. these conversations weren't being had. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it would just let it slide because boys would be boys. Right. And I feel like that's what happens with him and whoever these these friendships he has with these women. It's like, oh, that's just, you know, he'd be crazy. And mm-hmm. it's like, nah, that cr- if it's oppressive, that's more than just he's he's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. And I feel like if, mm, I don't want to make this about them because they didn't do anything. But check your brother. That's your mm-hmm. brother. Check your brother. Because mm-hmm. it's just, I don't get how he sat across from her yeah. and said that shit. And tweeted that Tommy Lorraine shit mm-hmm. less than a, well, a little more than a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. Black women are that much of nothingness to you mm-hmm. that you don't acknowledge your friends in these spaces mm-hmm. hmm. with platforms. She's right. literally created, like, a specific to Amara. This is a platform she created for herself. Mm-hmm. She's on this show because mm-hmm. she is building her platform. Right. Like, you, the instructions you gave. Yep. For us to do, because yep. we don't be doing shit, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you shot her down the whole time. It's gross. Piece of shit, yo. Trash. All right. So I think we did a show. We did a motherfucking show. Everybody, please remember to enter our Black Panther contest. Like, do all the shit that we, we said, said to do beginning. in yeah. the beginning. Hopefully you that. heard that. We don't remember. Make sure you use the, <laughs> the hashtag Black Panther So Lit and hashtag T with QJ. Um, also... Make sure you're following us. On the social media. Yep, on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at T with QJ. T with Queen and J on Facebook and Tumblr. T with Queen and is the website. Yep. And please send us all of your T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Yes. Yep. Ready for them hashtags? Let's do it. Black Panther So Lit. T with QJ. Hashtag Podden. Hashtag Pods and color. color. Black Lives Matter. All Lives Matter. <laughs> Not all lives. Wrong sorry. show. Wrong bitch. show. Wrong show. Wrong show. All Black Lives Matter. Um, Stop killing trans, trans women. women. Disability to white. Mm-hmm. Spoonie chat. Yep. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Black Panther so lit again. Mm-hmm. You said hashtag this is us because we like that hashtag show. Hashtag this is us. I do mm-hmm. like that show. It's a good show. Hashtag grown man pockets. <laughs> Have grown man pockets, yo. Word. Work on them grown man pockets. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that. All right. We're talking about the fact that somehow or another we always use um, as our standard those who are at the center of the structures we want to dismantle. Mm-hmm. And so, why would women want to become equal to men? Mm-hmm. You know, why would black people and Latinos and, and, and Arabs and Muslims want to become equal to white people. <laughs> you know, why would the LGBTQ community want to become equal in the context of heteropatriarchy? We have to be aware of the extent to which assimilationalism always tends to reign. Uh, You solve racism by integrating black people and people of color into a white supremacist society without thinking about what it is we need to do in order to transform that society. And it seems to me that we will have um, finally made some progress if women who have always been marginalized from the general category women, which has been about 
white middle-class women. Uh, if um, those who have had to struggle can become the, um, the sign of that category. And what would, what would it be like to have, say, a black trans woman who has been involved in, in struggles against violence, struggles against um, the prison industrial complex, what would it be like for that woman to stand in as the sign of the category? <laughs>